to Spinal Tap Minute. It's um, Friday here at Spinal Tap Minute, and we're going to be talking about episode 30 of the podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and none more black eyes the movie This is Spinal Tap, one magnificent minute at a time. I'm Heidi Bennett of HeidiBennett.com. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell it's Friday. It's a Friday vibe, right? Stop. Yeah. Uh, Try to remember insane. who you are. Who who am I? I'm Heidi Bennett. I'm Heidi Bennett. Do I talk first? Do you talk first? And I'm Sean German of five minutes of time.com. <laughs> And with us once again from Harry Potter Minute are our special guests, Victoria and Gary. Welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having us again. Hey. It's been a fun week, you guys. It's been, it's been pretty fun. I'm having yeah. a good time. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's good talking about movies like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I need a break from Harry Potter. Sometimes. It is. It, you know, this is my favorite thing. Different like, type of movie. I love having yeah. people on our show, but my it, I have enjoyed guesting on other ones so much because like, oh, I get to talk about something. Other than Harry Potter for so a couple I haven't minutes, guessed please. That many. This please. is like my second time ever. We're gonna get you on more shows. Oh, yeah, yeah I'd love. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Guesting and show. guesting on a show and letting the host do all the the work, and you just talk about the movie you love. So <laughs> yeah, uh, what could be better. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Right? I didn't even have to take notes for this one. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> what notes? Psh. Oh, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> you just roll in and do the show. I know. <laughs> Victoria and I are similar that way. I, I usually take maybe one good note, and sometimes I come in totally cold and just ready to talk oh. about everybody's hair, or everybody's fashions, or just whatever I observe in the background. And yeah. Oh, I I comb through minutes when I'm like getting ready to record. Like I I research all the people that are new that I want to know about, and like where is this taking place, and what do you think about this guy, and why did he say that that way? I'm I'm like the well of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there's things that I deliberately won't write down because I'm like, oh, I can just ask Victoria about that. Like, right? I, I feel that there's times in which like we'll have philosophical questions, like, wait a minute, let's discuss this, and then like I come with an answer, and you're like, oh, oh. all this right, been bothering like, me for years, and you just you just <laughs> answer it like it was nothing. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right. what I do. <laughs> all right, well, uh, we're here to philosophize over minute thirty of the movie This Is Spinal Tap, which starts with David telling Nigel that Janine is coming out to join the tour when uh, suddenly Derek interrupts. Uh, the minute ends with uh, nothing makes me suicidal quite like a classic rock DJ. And in between, the band gathers around the radio to reminisce about an old Thamesman song. Yeah. Yeah. So we get the end of that conversation between David and Janine, and we get a little bit of a hint of, um, I think we get a hint of, of what we're in for with Janine and what effect she might have on the gang um, from the remark that David says, she can hear that I'm eating too much sugar on the phone. <laughs> she says, my larynx is fat. So she's already nitpicking I... what he's eating. <laughs> I'm so glad that like, you geez. brought that up because if not, I would have wanted to be like, no, like this is the line that I want to talk about from this minute the most. I think uh, she says she can. She says that his larynx is fat, fat. and that she can hear it. Like, she can, can hear, hear it. it. Like, what have you been eating? I can hear that your larynx is getting fatter. Like, it's like what geez, is that? what a brow beater. What, what do you have to be eating 
so that your larynx grows fatter. Uh, well, what like, does a fat larynx sound I, like? Yeah, I don't know. I when know, I eat, right? I if know. I if I eat a lot of like sugary things or something that's a really fatty content, it's like it's I get like belly fat or like you. My larynx doesn't get any larger. <laughs> I don't. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I've heard I've heard I've heard horrible things in which like well, a, a reference on some show I watched. I don't know what it was. Like someone heard someone talk and they're like, oh, they sound fat. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like how does someone sound? Sound fat. Yeah. What does nice. it sound like? Uh, I don't. That's I think like that's like BS. And this fat, is a fat this larynx is over, shaming. <laughs> larynx <laughs> shaming. Yeah. None of that. And and this is over a 1982 transatlantic telephone <laughs> connection where at least one end is in a hotel room. Right. You know, this is not fiber optic, crystal yeah, clear pinstrip clarity. No. How can this she- isn't Zencaster clarity. No, <laughs> yeah, we no, sound not- way better than than he would on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I feel like you know I I can hear your larynx quite clearly, Gary. I'm <laughs> I'm skeptical over how well Janine hears <laughs> David's larynx over <laughs> over that connection. <laughs> yeah, she's just being she's just being a browbeater. That's all. Like she's so like I will I will say all in shame. <laughs> Yeah. Well, to, to 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 take Janine's side just for a moment, that mm. it may be just that she knows David and she knows what he's like when he's on his own and he's on tour and you know he can cut loose a little bit and you know even if she can't hear it, she she you know she knows him, she knows what he gets into and and how he gets. So she's just but still. She knows he's eating. She knows that without him, he's going without her around. He's going to be eating more sugar. Mm-hmm. The the I can hear that your larynx is getting fat is like an excuse for like <laughs> she's just she's bluffing. Yeah, right. So I I can hear that you're eating too much sugar. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, and I think Sympathy there's for Janine. <laughs> there's maybe a better way she can do that because it is tough if if you've ever traveled for work. Um, or anything like that, where you you you're living out of hotels for an extended time, it is hard to eat well. And I imagine even especially not even, but especially during this time nowadays, there's you know there, there's a lot of healthy there's healthier eating options. I feel right. when you go yeah. out, but they're in a situation. David can't. He's not going to the grocery store. He can't be shopping and cooking for himself. No. They're they're keeping odd hours, they're playing late at night, and then they're getting out and it's 3 a.m. and they're looking for something to eat. It's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of gr- greasy burgers and, and room service. So I, I don't doubt that he's not eating well. Yeah. But it's it's a tough situation and maybe she should be more supportive and, and positive reinforcement rather than larynx shaming. i'm actually gonna bring up and this is um i know we're on a comedy uh movie and we're keeping everything light and silly here but i'm gonna bring up something i actually listened to a podcast that's um about crime real crime I'll, i'll link to it but it talks there's uh people involved on that podcast who talk about not just helping uh, bring names and the voices to people who may have been killed by 
famous killers, but they talk about something that they're hoping to bring more of a spotlight on, which is something called co- coercive control. And when I look at Janine, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, this is just a little touch here, that she has a bit of a coercive control thing here, meaning that when she's talking to David, it sounds like she's being helpful, but she's really being controlling. Mm-hmm. In the olden days, we would say that was like verbal abuse versus physical abuse. The thing yeah. is, when people are physically abused, and we won't stay on the subject long, but when people are physically abused, <laughs> it's usually easier for them to uh, make a complaint or get somebody arrested regarding them being physically abused. They can say, look, here's the black eye. Here's, you know, where they grabbed me or whatever. But coercive control is that verbal abuse that's that's just as dangerous and horrible, but under this guise often of like, I'm helping you. I'm telling you your larynx is fat, so I'm being <laughs> good to you. <laughs> so that just, uh, I can't help but I listen to mostly comedy podcasts, but this one on um, real crime profiles is what it's called, is, is uh, I think that's even though this is, uh, you know, these are silly characters, they are grounded in reality. And I would say, hmm, I don't know how good good Janine is for David, even though he looks very excited. His blue yeah. eyes are sparkling. His <laughs> white teeth are beaming. And he's very happy that she's coming his way. But mm, David... Nigel is telling a different story with his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really I really love the energy that David has. You see that big grin and he's kind of mm-hmm. like he's kind of like bouncy as he's sitting in the chair just sort of like she's going to be coming yeah. and we're going to see her soon and like I I I totally understand that like when you haven't seen someone that you really care about for a long time like knowing like oh this thing is going to happen like pretty soon we're going to be together again. And and he it's it's bubbling out of him, and I really yes. I really like it. I, I it yeah. feels authentic, and I I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, it's, it's a very youthful energy. That kind yeah. of just yeah. excitement. So it's it's nice to see. And then uh, so we hear in the background someone saying, "Turn it up, turn it up," and Derek comes in to interrupt this touching moment with with David's excitement. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is something we touched on before. We had a question of the timing of Derek joining the band and, and was Derek with with them, with David and Nigel and the Thamesmen. And I think we're getting con- confirmation here that he was not, that uh, he's saying the radio is playing a bit of your past. Yeah. So he's not, in, not including himself, which is uh, um, interesting because it's when this airs, we're a little bit past... Passover. So folks that are familiar with the story of Passover, that'll be in it, you know, they'll note that statement and folks that aren't familiar will, uh, will think I'm crazy. But uh, yeah, so Derek is saying he's not including himself. He is saying the radio is playing a bit of your past. And David bounces like Tigger into the other room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, 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 just more of this excitement that's bubbling out. Like he's just so joyous and it makes me really happy. It makes me really happy. I, I honestly, um, I like the dynamic between Nigel and David. I like, mm-hmm. I like that David definitely seems to have this sort of like outpouring of energy. This like, here it all is. I'm just so excited and I can't contain myself. Like to the point that he's bouncing, <laughs> and and Nigel's just like 
kind of stone faced, just chewing his gum and just like, okay, like let's go hear what what's going on in the other room. Kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, especially when it's confirmed she's not coming by to just drop off something or yeah. maybe have nope, a, She's going to be yeah. going on tour with us, though. Yeah. So, <laughs> so happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they bounce into the other room and then we get our other our other Breton stripe here. We mm-hmm. see Viv coiled yeah. up with a cutie and uh, Mick is coiled up with a very i don't know kind of a flash dance or um jazzercise kind of a styled cutie over there <laughs> yeah, she's got like a- jeans and a skirt and like a little red like sash tied around her waist like a belt it's an interesting it's an interesting outfit i think the like the the no maybe they're not jeans but like i feel like this is too early for like leggings like when did leggings become a thing yeah but is it is it well, like, yeah. like leggings what? or tights under a skirt yeah, it, it's like what what you guys call leggings now. They were just called stretch pants a long stretch time pants. ago, right? <laughs> and they're pants. actually a lot older than you think, <laughs> right? Well, there's, and there's a little bit of a um, acid wash jeggings, so yes, they don't exactly. They're, yeah, they're they're kind of like denim, but a very light denim look. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought they were jeans at first, but now that I'm looking at it, yeah. like I don't think. I don't think they are. They don't seem to have like the seams on the sides that like a, je- a pair of jeans would have. They're they're very like skin tight. Stretch mm-hmm. pants. There you go. <laughs> but Good yeah, call. So Good call. This is definitely the room and and the crew that we saw during that montage of Ian when he uh, when he brings his wood to bear on the yeah. room. We can see that that's the the guys are wearing the same thing that they were wearing in that mm-hmm. scene. And actually as they walk in as Nigel and David walk in to the other room, well one thing you see they pass through a doorway and there's a chain. So one thing we you know we were kind of pondering what happened with the situation so like the with the rooms, rooms at Memphis. Yeah. So I do think that they've got it the, at least two rooms least a couple that, of them. Are, that yeah. are adjoining and they're they're passing between them. And then they pass a table that I think is the table that we see Ian sweeping all the food Sweep off all of the stuff with off the of? bat. Yeah. So either this is before that tantrum or maybe he's had his tantrum and then they've just they've made a mess of the table again since he cleared yeah. it off. I think I think it might be later because also when, when, when they finally sit down and we kind of pan over to the radio sitting, I'm pretty sure that this, the radio they're listening to is sitting on the same shelf that the TV used to be on. <laughs> right, on. and there's no yeah. TV. The TV, the TV is, is gone because yeah. he's smashed it to pieces. I, yeah. um, this happened a couple minutes ago now, but I like the way the TV, like... You got the stat. They kind of exploded out. Like you, there was oh, yeah, definitely like a big little analog TV. Yeah, yeah. So something inside it like that. burst instead of it just being like smashing the screen. Like there was mm-hmm. definitely like a like a combustion that happened yeah, with yeah. the swing of that bat. And they were like, "Oh, we got to get this out of here." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's you know sometimes things get lost in innovation and L, you know the thin screens and an LCD just doesn't doesn't smash the same way. <laughs> No, I don't think so. Did. It's just not the same. But yeah, so then the the gang gathers around the radio for a little bit of Cups and Cakes, which is an old Thamesman song from 1965. And this is Did we a- hear this one earlier when they were talking about their past? This sounds familiar when I'm listening to it. 
has this come up before in the movie? This particular mm-hmm. song, I mean. Not this particular song. The other one okay. was was uh Give me some give money. Me some money. Was the oh, other temp song. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Okay. Cuz it definitely is a very similar style. kind of. Yeah, this one's more this is more of like a Herman Hermits, Herman's Herman's Hermits, Hermits. <laughs> type song. Yeah, a little more. What do you call it? Da 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 da. da. More oh. uh, hippie-ish kind of flower childreny. I mean, listen. Yeah. Later on, we'll be listening to what the flower people say, flower which people. is even more of that. But this has kind of that. Yeah, they're on that Herman's road. This Hermits. is sort of a, a, a bridge between. Between give me some money and then later listen to the flower people, yeah, and see sort of the evolution of the style. Um, yeah, I'm sure somebody out there could tell us exactly what this style is, but I think your Herman's Hermits is a good um, good call there. A little goofier. Give me some money had a little bit more of a rock, yeah, uh, feel to yeah. it. Yeah, this one's a little lighter and silly. I think the. The way they portray the evolution of their music over the course of this movie, or well, not, not even over the course of this movie, but just sort of um, as they talk about like where they were before they were Spinal Tap, I'm always really fascinated. I took a I took a class at the community college that's here in town called the History of Rock Music, and we did a lot of this stuff where we'd pick a band and then be like, "Well, here's how they evolved," and and it feels like so like they're so they sound so different from what they're doing mm-hmm. now to like what this was. So it's always fascinating to me to be like, no, like this is the core of what, like this is where it started. The evolution kind of began before this. And, and uh, I'm, I, I always find that really interesting. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's cool. That's it's cool, cool getting like a glimpse a- into like who they used to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, since it's Friday, cause I know we're not, we don't ever actually cover it, but like, do you think that Spinal Tap continues after this movie? Like, do you, do we get, where do you think they go from here? You guys having done this for like a half hour now. <laughs> right. Well, technically, as far as the band, the actors that play the characters, they go on later on to do tours and release albums. And, and uh, so they actually you know, are in the real world and we could go oh. see them live. So Spinal Tap like sort of does because, so that's, so they become a real band, sort of like this. Yeah. It yeah. starts as a yeah. mockumentary and then is like, no, like we can actually do this. That's fascinating to me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've covered it in a couple other minutes, but that um, they, so in a mighty wind, which is another mockumentary, that they do later on, they play a, a different group called the Folksmen, but it's uh. all three of them and the, the all three of the, the leads. And okay. uh, actually, Alex Robinson said he got to go see them live uh. as Spinal Tap and then the Folksmen opened for them. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's <laughs> the audience that took. I think some people in the audience, you know, didn't recognize them at all, and then some others. Maybe <laughs> it took a while before they were like, "What is this folk band opening for this rock band?" You know, but it was all <laughs> the, them. It's the same guys. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> I think that's super yes. cool. Yeah. So it t- it takes on a little bit of a life of its own, and yeah, we we've had a couple guests I think that that saw them live, and and you have that moment where it's am I 
And and it also goes to the question of, you know, is this generally good music and do you enjoy the music separate from the comedy of the movie? When you're seeing them live, am I, is you know, is this a comedy performance? Am I in on the joke? Am I, you know, enjoying this ironically if I'm cheering and I'm dancing along with the music or am I really enjoying it that there's there's those levels? And I think you can do... You can do those things simultaneously. You can appreciate the the commentary that they're making on rock and roll as they make good rock and roll. I think most of these songs stand up on their own, apart from the movie and apart from this mockumentary story. Because I, I imagine it's similar to what actually happened. So they're you know they took a break, and I think it was what ninety two was like. Um, so six or eight years after the movie comes out, there's there's a follow-up. There's another, I don't think it got a theatrical release. There's basically a, a home movie, a direct-to-home video sequel. And there's another album that's released with new songs. And I imagine mm. that's, that's, you know, that's what I would imagine for the actual Spinal Tap is, is something similar where, you know, they go on, they have this tour, they go to Japan... Then they take a break, they separate, and then in a few years, someone's getting divorced and needs money again, and so they tour again and maybe repeat that, you know, in six years, they're doing another American tour, and then that time, instead of playing concert halls with 1,000 to 1,200 seats, now they're in clubs where it's three to 500, and, you know, another step down the food chain, but that they, they keep repeating that pattern. Yeah, that's that's what I imagine I, that they can keep doing this. Yeah, I agree. I I think knowing now, I, as you guys say that um, they went on and did music as Spinal Tap after the movie. Uh, if mm-hmm. if if I didn't if I hadn't done any research, if I had just gone in completely blind, like especially as someone who's just seen this for the first time, if if someone had shown me music by them, I never would have questioned like, is this a legitimate band or right. not? Because I like the music. Mm-hmm. I genuinely really like the music that we get to hear in this movie. And and then if I sat down, like, I heard the music and I got to know, like, oh, this is this band. This is kind of what they do. And then you showed me this movie. I wouldn't know that this isn't a real documentary. About that. There isn't, yeah. There isn't really anything. They play it so straight mm-hmm. that there isn't really anything in this movie that lends itself to say, we're just playing around this whole time. Yeah. Because they deal with joke. really serious things. They deal with the relationship between these guys and the, the girl that comes between them and how they're going to hold the band together. They deal with losing shows and trying to go on tour and and it feels authentic and mm-hmm. for sure for sure if i if i had just seen this for the first time blind if someone was like hey watch this documentary with me about this band that i like like here's some of their songs i think i generally would really appreciate the the band for what they are like spinal tap has some really good stuff i think maybe i kind of want to go and like look for their music because i know that my mom was really into this movie (laughs) yeah and i feel like there's probably songs of theirs that i've heard that i didn't ever realize is from this yeah here's my hilarious uncle's mentality of yeah. showing me this movie when I was like yeah. 12, 13 years old. What was old. that like? He did not tell me it was a fake That it was a fake thing. <laughs> See, there we go. That's exactly what for I'm like, saying. For like literally like the long, for like a, a few, like for a while afterwards, I was just like, oh, this is band Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Tap. I love this band Spinal <laughs> Tap. So 
that's so great if you had to tell me, like, that's a joke. And I was like, what? But they have music. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was so confused. That's, uh, see, that's exactly. Uh, I was uh, super confused. Like, I was shown it when I was 12, like, yeah. 13 years old. So I was yeah. like, what did I know? Uh, right. So, I was, yeah, if, if you don't recognize the actors, I think that's the only tip off that, that, you know, a lot of these actors have done other, had, had done other things and, and were kind of well known. Mm. Before the movie uh, was made, but if yeah, if you don't know it, that, I yeah, did exactly. not. I did not recognize. Mm-hmm. I recognized very few people in this movie, and and yeah. the people that I do recognize, it's like, oh, I are you that guy from that thing? But I haven't <laughs> actually done the digging to like see where I know mm-hmm. everyone from. Right. So it is really fresh. There's a, these people that like, if I didn't know better, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. yeah, and this could totally yeah. be a band, like a real band in my head. As far as like like fake comedic bands go theirs is the most believable yeah mm-hmm. uh even nowadays like there's a lot more now i mean you have tenacious d and you oh, have sure. like the lonely island oh which yeah. you know yeah. they're it's obviously a joke mm-hmm. like you listen to the lyrics and it's just ridiculousness uh where so you're in on the joke you yeah. already know as opposed to this which is like uh it sounds legit enough <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he convinced no, I, me otherwise i think they are so it's so well done. That's so of the era. I keep going yeah. back to this. I, I I've, loved, I've never seen Return to Spinal Tap though. That I the loved sequel. the the scenes that were Me showing either. the early band stuff because it just solidifies even more that these could be a real group. And and that's why I like. I think that's why I like this minute so much too, in particular, because we get to hear like a little bit of their past. Well, and speaking of. It being, you know, we've used the word authentic and how real this feels. I think this minute in particular at the tail end of it, I mean, we can still talk about this minute, but I'm just Mm -hmm. specifically commenting on the very last two seconds where they say residing in the where are they they now now file. And looking at David's face, I think that is the most realistic, the most, nothing else in this movie makes me feel uncomfortable and sad like that second right there. It's it's watching his face fall because literally seconds before that, he's got his hands in the air. He's he's like, like, yeah, "Yeah." like, like they're playing our music. They're talking about us. They're promoting Spinal Tap. And oh, yeah. oh, where are like they now? Like, we're on tour like right now. What are you doing? Little bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really and just, and just watching like the grin doesn't even get like completely fall, but it's just like the 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 very slow slouch is the like oh, yeah. realization sinks in mm-hmm. that like no one's really yeah. following. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. It is a shame. I feel for these guys. Like I. This moment, my heart goes out to them so much because it's like a, the we're doing this thing, we're putting this thing out there, and we're not getting recognized. It, it makes me feel bad for like actual bands. Y- yes, that, like they have to, <laughs> like they have yeah, to go through this. Mm-hmm. This is like this that's awful. Happens. Yeah, yeah. You get a little bit of that. The whole life cycle of of the band. They're so happy, the joy to hear their song on the radio, and you might think. You know, this is a song from 1965. They're filming in 1982. It's, you know, it's almost 20 years later. They've had many albums and many tours and the concerts and the ups and downs. You might think that they're a little jaded 
and they're beyond that emotion. But the joy, like you said, David is literally has his hands up in the air in, mm-hmm. in victory. Like they're playing our song on the radio as if it's the first time they're hearing it. And he's so happy. And they go from, you know, th- that, that span of emotion from we made it, we're on the radio, they're playing our song to who's Jerry Porter. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess they're not quite there yet. It's you know, they're they're where, where is where's Jerry Porter? I mean, they so they still know the name. They say they yeah. know like, they became the Spinal Tap, and but where are they now? And uh, it's sad. And and I'll, I'll oh, note yeah. if. Yeah, in, in case anyone isn't picking up on the voice of uh, of that DJ, that's Harry Shearer uh, <gasps> in one of his many voices. So that's the, the that's Derek who's doing the voice of the of the DJ there, delivering uh, the sobering news that uh, yeah, that fame is gone, fame is fleeting. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Aww. I love that because I know Sean when you and I first started. Um, doing research and stuff that you figured that out. And, you know, back when I was watching this movie for years and years at a time, I wasn't really putting that together. And then that you said, Oh yeah, that's Harry Shearer. I was like, yay. We, I get a new surprise with this movie. Um, it's fun yeah it's amazing the way things like that jump out as you're start when you take the time to go through minute by minute, like, you know, I, I feel like all of all of us who are doing minute shows or we're, we're picking movies that we're really passionate about, things that we've seen a lot of. And then when you sit down to, like, do the show for the first time, like, I've learned more about Harry Potter in the last few months that we've been doing this than I ever knew. Yeah. And I've been reading these books <laughs> since I was a kid. For reals. <laughs> and, and it just, it blows my mind the way that, like, and, and, and then not only that, but we go through minute by minute and we're, we're over an hour and a half into Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone now. And there are things we we've talked over minutes and still missed things. Oh yeah. And that's what blows my mind. That's Mm -hmm. why I like those fate, the, the, the listeners kind of groups because, because you realize like we can spend all this time doing this research and we can really like dig in and then sit down with the guests and then still, still miss stuff because because there's a depth to the making of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned this. I was on Jurassic Park Minute like a couple months ago now. But I mentioned this on there with uh, with Kyle and Brady that we there are people that I've told about the movies by minutes format. And everyone's kind of mind blown. Like, oh, my God, you really spend an entire episode talking about a single minute of the film. It's like, you like, think that's hard to do. Think about how that. much time went into making <laughs> yeah, that movie. exactly. Like, the, the amount of time we spend talking about it is still only scratching the surface of, like, what went into the production of this. Exactly. And, and so... I don't know. I think I think we could you could redo a movie by minute show and still, still have all new and stuff talking about. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think that's such a great insight. And it also, so we recently had uh, my good buddy Skinner on, and we talked about a couple of minutes. We had a great time, and oh my gosh, we had so much, just so much to talk about. And um, 
But before he came over, he had emailed, we were emailing back and forth about the, the format of the show and stuff. And he said, so what do you do on this? Do you just, after this is done, do you just start all over again with the movie? And I, and, and I was like, no, well, you know, actually Sean and I have a couple different pro And I thought, you know, we could, we could yes. like start this again <laughs> and get new guests and recurring guests on different minutes and like totally, I mean, we haven't even, there's things here that I'm looking at on the screen mm -hmm. that, I, you know, like um, Viv's little love interest here has a interesting sweater with, it looks like um, reindeer on it that I've never noticed <laughs> before. And that's really uh yeah, I mean, there's things, there's constantly little things we're noticing that, yeah, we're not going to cover every yeah. single thing. Yeah. It just blows my mind. Mm -hmm. The the amount of work, it's easy for us as fans to sit and be like, here, let me talk about this movie that I love. But, like, I keep coming back to the idea that, like, somebody made this. Like, people, a, a large group of people... Mm -hmm got together to make this thing work and the amount of attention that went into every minute that appears on screen is is thought about nothing happens by accident no like it's meticulous and uh and yeah like i think i think anything we do is only just scratching the surface of what this content has to offer I think that's why I love the minute show so much because it gives us the time to really go through and think about a movie in a way that we haven't before. It changed the way I watch movies. I anytime right. I sit down and oh, watch absolutely. something now, I'm like, oh, like this minute alone has so much going on. Um, I notice I notice cuts and scenes. I notice the sound effects that I like, didn't think about before, trans, like, like just funny transitions. Yes, like, the way like that the the, play the settings and just all this other things that I never even bothered to think about before I started yeah. listening to Star Wars. Minute and 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 the other shows that the, have followed the, the like the the psychology of mm -hmm. the characters and everything. yeah there's That's so my favorite much thing there's so much well I think for us doing Harry Potter we definitely have the benefit of the fact that like our story takes place over a seven year span right. and we really see people develop but like even breaking down just like a couple minutes of another show you, you get to sit and like be in the heads of these characters for a couple minutes in a way that like you don't really have time to as a watcher of the movie. Like you really do have to take the moment to like stop what you're doing and think about what you're watching and be like, Oh, like there's so much more going on than I ever would have noticed as a passive observer of this movie. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Victoria, when you say this, what did you say? The psychology of the characters? Yeah. yeah that's my, that's like, my what favorite comes thing. to mind when you, yeah. Oh. What, what kind of thing? <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I'm just as an example. So I'm definitely the devil's advocate of our show. Yes. Uh, I didn't go into our art doing Harry Potter Minute with this intention. Uh, but it quickly had been definitely like it, it, all the things run into place as like this is definitely my lot in in this <laughs> partnership here is uh my sympathy for characters <laughs> because of the psychology of everything. Mm -hmm. It's not just so simple to go watch a movie and being like, oh my god, I hate that character. And it's like, okay, why do yeah. you hate that character? And then you explain why you hate them, and it's like, okay, let's analyze that person and mm -hmm. see why they're that way. Like, um, sympathy, we, I've already did, we've already done Sympathy for T Petunia. Yeah, was, I was gonna say, pretty early on, we spent a me. lot of time talking about, about Aunt Petunia and yes. really digging into, mm -hmm. like, 
you know, Harry's aunt and uncle are not nice people, but like, why, why does she have this malice? Where does this anger come from? Why does she treat Harry the way she does? And when you really take the time to like, think about that character. It's easy, it's easy to hate a character. Yeah. But it's, it's much more satisfying to actually understand the character. Yeah, Where to try are they to like, from? get into why the Why are they the way that they are? Mm-hmm. So I've already, I've already done that for Petunia. I've already done that for Snape and I'll continue doing that for Snape. I've, I've already kind of somewhat did a quarrel one, you know, and I intended to keep this going because there are a lot of characters within the Harry Potter universe that are universally hated or universally disliked. Um, and I like taking those characters that maybe get a bad rep and shining a light on them and be like, no, like, uh, they're a person. It's, it's nice. I like that this format gives us the time to like really look at all the different characters because every facet. Yeah. Because when you're going through a movie one minute at a time, not only do you have time to focus on your protagonists, your main characters, but, but there's so many other people that maybe only feature for a few minutes at a time in a given movie, but you can really take the moment to be like, what's going on with this person? Why are they behaving this way? Or like, what, what do you think is going on in the head of this character right now? Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the same Definitely. thing. We, we, us sitting here and watching the expression on David's face fall. It only happens over like a couple of seconds of this minute, but, but really sitting here and taking the time to look at it, you get so much emotion out of a moment that only lasts seconds on screen. Yeah, and then, I mean, a normal viewing of the movie happens so fast that you wouldn't get to You don't really get to take that. the time to, like, feel the weight of the for, moment. For it to dawn on yeah, you, like, right. oh my gosh, like, yeah, this right. is why this is happening. Yeah. Yeah. So we're probably at a good time to wrap up good. our Friday. Yeah, good. All right. It's been absolutely a pleasure having you guys both on. Um, yeah, it's great to hear your, your, you know, your stories and how you, you know, take on these characters and, and what you think about them. And um, thanks also for, you know, watching the movie for the first time, Gary, yeah. in, in preparation. <laughs> I'm so glad I did. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad we can add something to your repertoire of things you know a little bit another movie you know just a little bit more about it right, <laughs> especially yes. these so three much. minutes <laughs> so yeah that'll be it for our friday episode of spinal tap minute we thank you all for joining us and uh yeah, we've got more wonderful guests ahead, a whole variety, a whole cavalcade, a whole bunch of guest guest buddies. So um, I'll just say happy Friday and uh, find us at Spinal Tap Minute. Well, Sean was probably going to tell you about our... Um, our group on Facebook, which is the Spinal Tap Minute Groupies Lounge. So that's how you can hang out with us on Facebook and, you know, talk about the Herman's Hermits and uh, talk about um, Breton shirts and all that good stuff. And uh, guys, um, yeah, thanks again for joining us. And where can we find you and what's up with you for this will be dropping at the end of April. So anything coming up for you in... um, End of April. I'm not sure where we'll be exactly in Harry Potter at that moment. We're definitely wrapping up. The show's going to be done early June, I think. And then Victoria and I have another show that we're launching. And I'm pretty sure we'll have announced it officially before this airs. So I think we could drop that here. We're going to be doing, we're going to be doing Ferris Bueller's Minute Off. 
starting. Awesome. I think June 19th is the date. I might be off a week, give or take, but I'm pretty sure it's the end of June. And that should wrap right before we come back for Chamber of Secrets. Cool. Um, so I'm super excited. So you guys can find that uh, also at duelinggenre.com and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Yay. Okay, guys. Well, we'll wrap it up before um, we get all cut off and can't hear anybody. <laughs> uh, thanks again. Uh, we'll see you back here on Monday. And so say all of us tap, tap, tap into, into America. America. Like, okay. Um, got, hey, person. Victoria. <laughs> uh oh. We lost you guys for a few seconds. I saw oh, that that no. happened, but I think, I think Victoria's entire rant is still there. <laughs> my rant. <laughs> my rant. <laughs> Why is everything that I have a rant. rant? I don't mean to say no. it like that. <laughs> but no, no. I um, we we were kind of just really getting into the idea that like, like. Think yeah, so if there's uh nope. Sean just being quiet. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm not Okay. I'm not hearing him at all on our end. Oh, okay. We I can hear Sean. Oh, so I we'll cannot. Just... Oh no. Okay. Sorry, yeah, well, I can't hear Gary and Victoria. Okay, and, and Sean can't hear you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, well, we'll